0: some culture and craft beer, politics, and that is why you're here, politics,
1: Pottoms Up. Welcome to Pottoms Up. Fred and will discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state.
0: Bottoms up. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 52 of Bottoms Up. Yay! Yay! We're back in the one-shot studio after last week doing a another fun remote episode. I'm sure you've all listened to it, right? Right? Right. (laughs) Right. I've listened to it a little bit, a little bit of it. I listened to the whole thing, so yeah, it was was pretty entertaining. It was was very entertaining. It was good, I thought. It was fun. So Mm. let's take it around the horn to my right. Lotto. Lotto, how are you doing tonight bud? Present. And accounted
2: for? It. Yes. Um,
0: <clears throat> Made it back from Chicago?
2: Yeah I had a quick uh, one night trip uh, there and back. Um, so feeling a, a little little uh, slower than usual. It was a it was a long drive. Yeah, I can know? imagine. But it, right. it, was, it was good business and when I got out there I don't always get to stay downtown because most of my business is out in the burbs but this time it was downtown. And got to stay downtown. Uh, was with a, a business associate slash friend, as he likes to say. Um, so you know, we got out a little bit last night. Maybe out a bit too much. <laughs> but uh, so it's fun. It was it was it was fun. Excellent. And then made sure made it back here in time for bottoms
0: up well we're glad you're back safe yeah and then across from both of us is knobs the Hello. engineering
1: department how's it going good i think i'm still recovering from last weekend though yeah <laughs> I- i'm still not caught <laughs> up uh well you need a night in chicago to forget about <laughs> yeah.
2: you know the, dead the rest of your brain <laughs> yeah, that you didn't know. kill
0: on the weekend <laughs>
2: um all right well we have a uh, really uh, special show an exciting show i i think we um you know, we like to bring in guests, and uh, this probably probably our, our most esteemed guest so far here on Pottoms Up.
0: Yeah. Uh, joining
2: us is uh, Bill Sowerby. He is a, a Michigan State representative for District 31, House District 31, right? Um, and he's going to join us today, and we're going to talk about local politics, but we're also going to talk about how that reflects in the national scene, or how I, I should say the national scene reflects on the local scene, Is kind of part of what I want to get into. Uh, so Bill, kind of going to introduce yourself as well and say hello.
3: Well, thanks for uh, inviting me here today, Blotto. I just want to know what happened last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, it's great to be here. This is uh, episode 51. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. yeah, That'll be next 51. episode.
1: There we go. No, the previous one. <laughs>
3: But, um, no, I'm I, um, a state representative. I'm in my uh, second term uh, in the House. Uh, District 31 takes in uh, roughly two-thirds of Clinton Township, all of Mount Clemens, and all of Frazier. Uh, so uh, joy serving in the House. There's always something interesting going on there in Lansing in the Capitol, and and uh, hopefully we can touch on uh, uh, some of that and the local yeah, stuff sure. and national mm-hmm. stuff today, and excited to have that opportunity. and. So throw it at me here, guys. Well, oh. I, I've got to.
0: have got to preface this show. And, yeah. uh, we're going to be grilling you today, <laughs> and I don't want any of
3: these bullshit
0: politician <laughs> mealy mouth answers. If I say yes or no, I want yes or no. Yeah. Understood?
3: That's that's how I that's, I, I interrogate that guests. That's how I interrogate guests when they come to committee meetings. Come on.
0: <laughs> I'm just joking with you. We'll, we'll take it easy on you. Have some fun. So first Appreciate order, that of first
3: order of
2: business. Like we're, we're going to do this very parliamentary we're gonna style, We're going to gavel it right. in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the beer. We are on our first beer, and uh, Nobbs was the gentleman who bought for us tonight. So yep. What do we got?
1: Uh, we are returning to Tapestry Brewing. Okay. That's uh, a second beer from them, and this is called Heart Full of Napalm. <laughs>
2: it's a great which. <laughs>
1: We must have talked about it before, because it's very familiar to me. It, it, myself it, as well. It's in my Google search history, mm-hmm. but we didn't review it, so I don't know where I heard about it before. Or why it would have yeah. come up, right? <clears throat> Maybe Did we review it and we forgot? Like, Is there a lost episode somewhere? I, I think we did
0: the other tapestry,
1: but because I, I this recognize is, that. This man. is 10%, so we could have just forgot about an episode. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, uh, the lost episode. Yeah. This is yeah. a limited release, double India pale ale. Deepa. Yeah, Um, let's check the color.
2: They don't say much about the um, the beer. uh, A little bit here, Uh, big seasonal. uh, Mouthful of Galaxy hops, strong malt backbone. Uh, I think it's it's a seasonal. Does that mean we're in the season, or did you find this somehow?
1: Well, this was from uh, Andy at Wolverine Market. Of course,
0: our good so, buddy at yep. Andy, at Wolverine up in Port Huron,
2: always Go stop by. Andy. Yeah, yeah, one of the best, uh, best party stores uh, in uh, Southeast Michigan. All of in Michigan. Michigan. Michigan, sure, <laughs> sure. And uh, if you tell him that Potom's Up sent you, I'm sure he'll charge a regular price.
1: Yep. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I love the candles. Big tall can with uh, heart and like. Red field and red clouds or something. I don't know how to describe it. And, uh, and the heart is not one of those Valentine's no. Day hearts. It's it's that's anatomically a, a, correct. A, a, yeah,
2: there's a there's a, maybe a grotesque. Oh, mystery. I'm assuming
1: that's
0: fire, not clouds. that's napalm. Because napalm, right? Napalm. And it makes
2: sense. Uh, heart full
0: of napalm. Okay.
2: Um, it, it's got a nice color. Um, it's hazy. Yeah, it's a a, bit it's a, bit a hazy right. beer. Um, looks a little red to me. Slap you in the face aroma. There, there is well. There's, no, there is a red tint to it.
3: Definitely, mm. has a strong malt flavor to it.
2: <clears throat> uh, I was a little, I, fru- I, little fruity. I was watching Knob's reaction, and he u- usually doesn't have such a strong reaction on one sip like that. It's a bit hoppy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have my first taste. But here. it's a
3: smooth hop. You know, it's it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't bite. Ooh, it's really hoppy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: They're they're hoppy sensitive.
2: Mm.
3: Well, I'm I'm
2: more so than the knobs. But uh, uh, Bill, Bill, what kind of beer do you prefer? Do you in style? Do you, do you like lighter beers, heavier beers, dark beers? Uh, light, you
3: know, um, of one of my favorite in Michigan beers is Stormcloud. Uh, out of uh, uh, Frankenmuth. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys have ever tried that, but it's never heard. Just I think, out, out. I think outs. that's one to put you it on can the ever, list. Sometimes you can find it at uh, at uh, Meyer. Okay. And uh, it's uh, if you can, it's a it's a great beer. I've had a I've had a
0: Frankenmuth. Um, Variety pack, but I don't remember Stormcloud. I think yeah. like it had the half.
3: I'm it. sorry. Stormcloud Brewing Rainmaker Beer. Oh. Yeah, Stormcloud oh, cool. Brewing. a brand-new
2: brewery for
0: yeah, it. Stormcloud like brewery, yeah,
3: Stormcloud Brewery Rainmaker Beer. Ah, okay. Uh, and uh, and, that's, uh, and that, I, that's one of my favorites.
0: I hmm. Always like good suggestions. Any the and listeners, and they you do know package. where we're at. Because you've, you've seen the store. Yeah,
3: cans, hmm. and, uh, okay. and Meyer will sell it.
2: All right. Um, they have a pub, and I don't see where the beer list here is
1: on, on their website. But um, Belgian brewed in
3: Frankenmuth. Yeah. Okay. Excellent.
1: Cool. So I'm, I'm trying to find the IBUs on this because uh, this has got to be higher than what we had last week, right? <laughs> well, can you get higher than 96? Yes, you can. Yes. It, we told you it goes up to like a 116 or something like that. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm reading here; it's 100 plus easily. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's maybe it's better. I'm kind of an IPA guy, so I guess I'm just numb to the bitterness. These guys wins. not so much Knobs, but Blotto wins. I'm almost it. always an IPA guy. Okay, I'm always with you on that. So,
3: and I'm mostly a lager.
0: That's what
2: I you, like. You like something
0: nice and mellow and smooth. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. They list
3: Rainmaker as an ale. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a brown or a red ale, but just might be. It's, it's a. It's ale. more of a. More of a. Um, uh, it's not. It's not as red as mm-hmm. this. But it's got this this uh, tapestry uh, 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 look to it. Mm, okay
2: have you been to the Have you been to the Yeah, because I'm great, looking at a
3: picture of it. it's beautiful. Yeah, great food. Um, Frank yeah. is a happening place now mm-hmm. in in Michigan and it's a destination place. We've got some great restaurants and and uh, and uh, Storm Cloud Brewery really helped put them on the it's, map again.
0: It, that place has grown up a lot. It, it's not just go get chicken dinner with the family. It, it's gotten where. You want to go on a date? There's stuff. There plenty of stuff. You know, man.
3: i i it, it must be just a couple of sips of this. Not Frankenmuth, Frankfurt.
0: Frankfurt.
3: Frankfurt, Michigan on um, on the west side outside of you know on the, on Lake Michigan, um, uh, west oh, of, of Traverse yes. City.
2: Yeah, I said so Frank Power, and then and then Power oh. suggestion. That's what I'm reading when I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, that yes.
3: makes sense. See, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm messing up my yeah. Franks. <laughs> Frankenmuth,
1: Frankfurt, Frankenstein. Um, quick side note: I found it one seventeen. <laughs> so the scale goes beyond one sixteen. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and what's the scale?
2: <laughs> the hoppiness of oh. the beer is IBU. is, is uh, we, measured in IBUs. So this
3: goes to one sixteen. What we're drinking? Seventeen. One seventeen. So then it must be a little higher.
2: And that. give you an example: I mean, you can you can have beers as low as ten. So that range is all within there, you know. Uh, probably less than 10. I don't know if it'd ever be, you know, necessarily be published. But, you know, typically for myself, you know, I I like Hoppiness probably no more than, like, the 65 range.
1: This is twice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I knew I had to be stronger than last week. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, my
0: <laughs> opinion on this is I, I think it's got a great bouquet. I, I like the taste of it, but it almost feels like it's, Coating my mouth a little bit. And I was going to say not, strong mouthfeel. I was—that's yeah. what I
2: was thinking. A very strong mouthfeel. It, it's sticking. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, don't know. I, I like the bitterness,
0: but it's hanging around.
3: <laughs> so what would you pair this with in a meal? Like
0: fire extinguisher.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you asked.
3: No. Seriously, what would you what would you pair this with? in in a bar if you're eating uh, pizza, a, a beer pizza or a, a burger. burger? I, mean, I think you'd have yeah. to come
0: back with something strong with some grease to combat yep. it. Something that's going to soak it up a little bit. Yep, yeah. Y- you know. So I, I yeah. like it though. For right now it's I'm leaning towards for me.
3: At 10%, we'll ask you when you're yeah. further down that that <laughs> glass what you're thinking. Hey, that's for me now. That's for me. <laughs>
2: How about you, Blotta? What, what I'm, I'm probably going to go not for me on this. I mean, I'm, I, I know that I'm going to continue to sip it here. It's going to mellow out for me, but I, I, I can't ever imagine that I would purchase it or reorder it to, because of that really strong, hoppy taste, you know, you pushing think? the envelope of,
1: of what, what I'm, I'm trying to build up mm-hmm. to. What do you think, Nobs? Last week's was a 96 IBU, which I liked. But that was strong. Another twenty on top of that, twenty-one. That might be a little bit too much for me. I'm gonna go meh for right now. But it is hard to imagine drinking more of, one of more than one of yeah. these right now. So we'll see. Uh, see at the end of the glass. Okay. Do the glass empty judgment call.
3: Yeah. Um, what are you I'm, thinking? I'm not gonna ask for another one. Okay. No, that's a fair assessment. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're in luck. It's a four pack. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is it.
2: Okay, then. Um, uh, I, I guess we probably ought to start here, Bill, with a little bit of your background. Um, you said you've been uh, elected to two terms, so you wouldn't consider yourself a career politician by any means. Is that. Or, or 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 or
3: was there a lot to building up to your your house run? So so Blatto the uh, um, I was first elected uh, my first office in 1988. Oh okay. Uh, for the um, uh, uh, served four terms as a Macomb County commissioner, uh, and then uh, was elected in 1986 to serve in Clinton Township as their treasurer. Um, and served that for Correction. five terms. Correction, ninety six. Ninety six. What I say, eighty six. It is getting to <laughs> It me, is isn't? getting to me. <laughs> ninety six, and you're uh, under oath. I'll remind that's you. That's right. And uh, and served uh, five terms there, mm-hmm. twenty years. And so you uh, you are a
2: committed civil servant.
3: Well I'm, I'm I'm committed but I wasn't all I mean I before I was in elected office I was in the car business I was selling uh, uh, right new, no, no Chevrolet we,
2: we can go in full disclosure yeah, that yeah, you know, so you know you have current, a connection but, that goes but after back 31
3: Army. years I've, I've, I've served my time I'm proud of that uh, that uh, public service <laughs> and then was elected in 2016 to the House of Representatives here in the state and, and I'll be filing next week for a re-election. Uh, for my third and final term in the state house
0: well when when you get into the full-blown election thing if you want to come back on and do a a refresh and try and get some word out you're welcome back
3: if if this podcast goes
0: well
2: (laughs) i'm hoping so (laughs) see you invite me very smart you
0: know hedging
2: his bet a little bit there let's see how let's see how this goes uh and I have, I, I did take take note. You, you won, and you won quite handily. So you're you're popular with your constituents. Um, none of us are constituent. That is correct, right? I don't I don't believe. I thought I was. Fred, you're close. You I thought it. I was.
0: But I, you're not. I, no, Fred. no. I assumed I was actually, and then when I was doing a little research on you, um, I I pulled up the map for 31st district. I'm going. I'm gerrymandered out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've talked about that so too long. But I guess Marino? Stephen yeah, Marino? Is your your representative? Right. Yeah. You know, I couldn't find a map of his district other than this PDF that basically just showed like a child had used a crayon, or yours was this or a nice, Sharpie. Defu- or a Sharpie, <laughs> yeah. <You> know, <laughs> Why wouldn't Alabama? everyone
2: have like the same program to I, display the crayon? I banner. don't know.
0: Bill's map was very clear, and, and that's why I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm right at the corner where it gets cut off. And then when I went to look at um, Marino's map, it's this horrible PDF that honestly looks like a Sharpie was drawn. And there's like, I see M97 on there and M59.
3: Yeah, that dist- your, the district you live in takes in Harrison Township as well as a portion of Clinton Township. Yeah.
0: Can I ask you sort of a – it wasn't on our list of questions, but it's just – in looking at your chronology of office, you know, you went from Macomb County to Clinton Township and then going to a state house. Did you almost shit your knickers the first time you had to sit down and work in in the chamber?
3: You know know what I mean? Did it kind of freak you out a little bit? So – the, serving in the House, going to the Capitol, sitting in uh, the chamber with the other 109 representatives and the, the, the pomp and circumstance of session each day um, is uh, uh, very humbling. And, um, and there's a, a real process that happens there. Uh, but then you have your committees you serve on, too. And the committees are more like the local level because there you've got smaller groups of people and you're asking questions of the uh, uh, people that are coming in and making presentations, things of that sort. Much like you did at uh, the county board of commissioners meetings, uh, the township board of trustee meetings. So it's right? a little bit more familiar, but, um, uh, but that, that you know everything's local. And so that 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 local experience I thought really helped prepare me for you know going to the state House and uh, and I relish that experience and I I thank you know the voters who allowed me the the time serving in office and and continuing to allow me to to represent them hopefully because I'm doing some of the right things that they, they like but uh, I think the experience is is uh, says a lot to what you're able to accomplish sometimes in Lansing.
0: Well, Blotto had made a comment about um, the percentages by how much you won by pretty much throughout your career. And when he said that, I thought to myself, I'm not surprised because I, I know how hard you worked. You're a boots-on-the-ground kind of guy because our last home, we were... In your district, and always could count on seeing him walk in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, I and I know from other people telling me as well. You put the work in, so it. That's a those percentages are a result, in my opinion, of what you've done over time. You've you've got your name out there. You're always active. You're involved, and you don't miss participating when you're supposed to participate and people take notice of that and they understand Thanks,
3: Fred uh, you know I always run scared <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> don't assume anything so but I, I enjoy the knocking you know, doors that's good
2: that's good to, to, to hear a politician say that right I mean that's what you want because you're thinking about you know how am I how am I affecting the people that I'm working for I, I, I assume that's what you mean by you say I run scared right? You, you're making you sure you're doing the right things you
3: never assume anything um, and uh, and well it, there's those that do well <laughs> true um, there's there's sometimes a lack of humility in the world of politics I do not want to be one of those persons and I'm always humbled every election that I get the chance to serve another term. And uh, But I always try to, you know, respect that and, and understand that, uh, you know, I, nothing is assumed. That's why I get out and knock on doors. I love that interaction. You never know who's going to answer behind that door. Sometimes there's a house you've talked to and been to for, you know, Ten different times or more. Others, you just don't know, you know, the person and what that experience is going to be. But every experience is an opportunity and an opportunity to exchange uh, ideas. And sometimes you're kicked off the porch, <laughs> and sometimes you're welcomed into the house and sitting down and you know, and 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 having a nice tea and and some good conversation. So,
2: and and I and it, it, I would imagine that it can happen with whether or not. You know, those agree with your, your your platform or disagree, right? You can still often, you know, find yourself, you know, having that that iced tea with someone that you disagree with, absolutely, or they disagree with you. Absolutely, and that's got to be a really rewarding thing. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, you know, I mean, you, you meet, you, you run into all different mm. kinds of uh, of uh, constituents. Well, out there.
2: especially here in Macomb County, right? I, I mean, because we're we're a real mixed bag, uh, in, in terms of um, R's and D's right now, wouldn't you say?
3: The, I, I think that people right now are trying to figure out what they want out of their government leaders and what kind of uh, 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 things they want their leaders to address. Uh, what I'm hearing right now is in my district, you know, people aren't rising in this economy. Um, people are still struggling we talk about the stock market rising and blah 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 that's a small segment and low unemployment but there's so much more to the economy but than those the, two metrics low unemployment but people are working multiple jobs to get by um, people are are finding that their um uh, uh, health care has uh uh, gone away, um, their benefits. They don't have a, a pension anymore. They have a 401k. How do you figure out how to survive on a 401k when you retire? Um, people are working in minimum wage jobs and, and those, those minimum wages haven't gone up. And so in in, in my district, I hear that, I see that. Uh, and uh, and that economy is not, that so-called strong economy is not resonating down to everybody.
2: Yeah, well, no, I, I, I preach that all the time uh, with, with those that like just to look at those two numbers, stock market and unemployment, and say there's, there's so much more to it than that. And the way I think that America has to look at the economy is how are the lowest on the rung, on the economic ladder, being affected. Are we improving the lives there and then the middle class? You know, let's not just talk about, you know, how much wealth is being generated or how, you know, those that play in the stock market significantly are being affected. But we should be measuring uh, the strength of the economy on those that are less fortunate, say. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, I think uh, that dialogue gets lost.
3: You're, you're right on Botto. the national you're scene. right Blatto. it's um, you know it I serve on the ed- one of my committees I serve on is the education committee in the house and a lot of what we are failing here in the state is providing um, a better education experience for our kids Um but also, it's a better education experience at higher education sure. as well. And so, you know, there, there, there's clearly, you know, uh, studies that have shown that, you know, the higher the education right now, uh, the more progressive minded you are, mm-hmm. uh, the more likely you're going to vote Democratic versus Republican. Um, and, uh, and I think that here in Macomb County, We've we've seen somewhat a change of from you know the the, the solid uh, blue collar Democrats to something that has resonated towards uh, you know the the the, the Trump uh, right no that's message. why I was I was saying and, Macomb and, is a real mixed bag and and I and I blame it on the fact that Macomb does not have a four year university experience here mm-hmm. um, and and we are and and like I said. More education, the more progressive. Here in Macomb County, we have more persons who have some higher education and no degree than anywhere else in the state. Hmm. And that speaks volumes because we've got a very good community college. Not many can hold a candle to Macomb Community College. It is very good, yeah. But you can only get that associate's degree. They will argue, oh, we have the university center. Okay you have a university center they have touted that but you there many of those programs are cohort programs meaning that you can't start a program maybe take time off because you got you know, work and then go back and, and continue on, you have to start over because they're continuous programs. And yeah, you start or, with a class and you finish with a Yeah, class. I mean, I, 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 I think, Fred, you attended <clears throat> McComb Community College. I did, um, And then went on to a um, uh, four-year experience. Through the exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and but the problem is, is y- you had to maybe go out to Oakland University. Uh to finish that degree or down to Wayne State University or so on. And so many people just don't have that ability to do it. Or the kids from those families are then, you know, instead of commuting back and forth, they're going out and staying on campus at Oakland University or, or, or going out to Grand Valley State or, you know, maybe Michigan State. Very few of our, our students here in, in Macomb end up at University of Michigan, which is awful uh, for the taxpayer dollars that end up there. But we really need a four-year institution here in Macomb County uh, so that persons can get that public four-year experience, and if we have that, and stay that, within the county, and stay within the county, and you will see the the, the the not only the progressive ideas happening, but you'll have businesses wanting to locate here as well because those businesses want to access higher education, but their employees want to experience higher education. So you see pure economic benefits as well. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: A better educated community, right?
3: Right. So, I mean, that's just one thing I think that has held back the um, uh, uh, the overall uh, quality of life experience that people live here in Macomb County, um, and look at the other counties that you know they don't have this four year experience. We're the third third most populated county in the state, almost nine hundred thousand. You look at the uh, the Upper Peninsula; they have three. Public universities that serve roughly about three hundred thousand people. Yeah, go figure. Why is that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, in, in full disclosure, my, my son attends Michigan Tech.
3: That's uh, a great university, and, and
2: and he's becoming a resident up there. So that that's also what's in happening. Houghton. He he stayed up last summer, and
3: he'll he'll probably stay up again. That's a beautiful country up there. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's ever coming back. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
3: Lake Superior State, I think the. Uh, um, number of graduates they had um, in 2018 was like around 50, 50 graduates out of Lake Superior State. Huge Why plot. Why? Why? Why?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Versus you've got Macomb County, 900,000 people. Right. We need a four-year public right. uh, institution here.
2: You know, all this talk about Macomb County and, you know, you've been involved in Macomb County politics, whether it's been a municipality or at the state level now for a long time. And you've seen Macomb County kind of change, right? I mean, I think back, and we were both, Fred and I were raised in Macomb County. It was, education was was not a key part of that community upbringing. Right, Fred? I mean, it was very blue collar. It was blue collar automotive. And at that time, those were good jobs. Those were decent paying jobs. You know, you could uh, retirement uh, packages. retirement packages. You might have your vacation Summer home, yeah. You know, and things like that. You go down to Florida, or whatever. But you know, when I graduated in '87, there were very there it was a really small portion of us that actually went away to a four year school. Um, and what happened is, you know, that wasn't sustainable. And 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 I think ultimately, what happened is, you know, people becoming disenfranchised with that. Um, uh, that culture or lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. And and that's where, you know, in 2016, Macomb County, which had been staunchly democratic over the years, highly supportive of unions, said, wait a minute, this hasn't worked out the way we wanted to 30 years later and flipped. And it's interesting to me, Macomb County is like famous, because of 2016, I mean, it, it, it. You know, you'll you'll hear them talk about Macomb County and polling Macomb County on CNN and MSNBC and you know other places be, and you know the other national news because it it really changed uh, Michigan basically in some ways that happened and you've seen that change.
3: Yeah. and and I think that you know, and we we understand the importance that not everybody in the high school experience wants to take college prep. Um, So we have also geared into uh, career tech education for the skilled trades, for other um, uh, uh, type of jobs uh, that may not be college oriented, but still good jobs decent paying jobs uh especially in the skilled trades mm-hmm. uh, problem is is getting people to go into those areas because there's a there's a there's a real cry out there in our state um for construction workers skilled trades workers all that and there isn't enough persons to fill those positions mm-hmm. um, but at the same time your college path that you'll find at those four-year universities, um, many times do does result in higher wages in the long term, um, and you know and can make a difference. But we also recognize those skilled trades are extremely important and they're you know, vital to the community. You can come out be making you know ninety thousand dollars a year. Um, $80,000 a year on that skilled trades job and a young person. We
0: need someone to fix the damn roads. <laughs> well,
3: we'll get to that, but,
2: but very quickly on, on education, or we just spend all the time on education. What you do see around the country and around Michigan is different uh, lo- localities or municipalities doing their own thing to help push education. Right. I mean, you, 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 and sometimes it's private, sometimes it's public. I mean, didn't they announce something in, in Wayne County for, uh, uh, tuition free for Wayne County Community College? I think they, that was announced
3: this last year. Wayne State also is launching something like that as well, but not just higher education. Um, uh, you know, I mean, the governor has talked about, creating some kind of a community college tuition-free yeah, right. experience. Yeah, I'm saying, how do we take that statewide? State, wow. How do we, t- yeah. You know, I mean, Tennessee did that very successfully. And here's this, you know, uh, very conservative state down south, but they made this a, 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 a commitment, and and now you see a lot of success on that. Uh, again, it, you know, it, it starts not only with the hype, but... At the k through twelve experience as well. Mm-hmm. And what I have seen in Lansing is a failure of the state um, based on, I'll say the 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 leadership, the Republican leadership that has um, uh, failed to address some of the uh, funding needs and the sustainability needs of traditional public education. They've been focusing a lot on uh, the charter school experience and uh, with, with different playing fields between the two. Um, and because of this, uh, your traditional public schools have not been able to keep up with the needs, whether it's capital outlay, whether it's um, uh, attracting the, the, the teachers. We have a shortage of teachers. But that, and that also relates the, back to funding. And the funding, we have a shortage of teachers because they aren't paying teachers well enough. Mm-hmm. And, and young people are looking at what they're experiencing coming out with debt, Um, all these things. Um, So here in Macomb County, for example, there is a millage happening on the March ballot um, that is asking uh, the voters to, you know, give uh, 1.9 mills more for public education. I I happen to be supporting that because the state has failed to take care of this if this 1.9, it's it's a good amount of money. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I acknowledge that. But we've got to do something to help out our schools. This money will go to not only traditional public schools, it also goes to charter schools as well. Um, they get it. But if we're really looking to get our kids prepared for then that after-high school experience, then we've got to step up all that because the state hasn't done it. And I've watched it firsthand.
2: On some of the, on some of the things that I've I've read and picked up, isn't Michigan kind of the poster child for what failed charter school programs look like?
3: <laughs> you know, you have some states that um, have successful, and 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 you have got to gauge what you mean by successful. Uh, the problem the problem with charter schools is they do not have to be held accountable to the same standards that Correct. traditional public schools have. So, for example, charter schools are not subject to the same transparency that traditional public schools have. Um, you can't go in and demand to see the budget um, uh, the budget. The open budget of not only the um, the, uh, the revenues but also the expenditures in charter schools um, that is not transparent. They do not have to have regular school board meetings. Any traditional public school I know has you know uh, uh, monthly school board meetings. Uh, you've got to figure out where that charter school may be having their. Um, school board meeting, and that charter school might be located in, say, uh, Frazier, but the place that they hold the um, uh, uh, school board meeting might be in Saginaw, um, because because they have a presence all over the state and not one single location. And so, you know, your parent, how how do you go and address that? Um, There is no uh, standards as far as you know, and 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 accountability of who they're hiring, why they're hiring them, uh, the vendors they're hiring. Many times there is nepotism and cronyism within that. Uh, so it's it's different standards, and that's where the problem lies. It may not be the edu- and the education being delivered at charter schools. It's proven is no better, if not worse, than right. What- that's what I. What traditional, but the problem is, is the charter school tends to uh, want to locate where the low hanging fruit is, where the troubled um, uh, school, just traditional public school is, and so they swoop in. And they suck those kids with promises out of those families into their school at the expense of the traditional school, and then that traditional school can't survive. And you see that in Detroit, and they're
2: also then going to you suck see some in of Mount the dollars
3: too—Inkster, you know, all over the place. Right. And they're and and those dollars follow the kids, and it isn't based on anything but following the kids.
2: And I don't know enough about how charter schools affect the the viability of public schools. So, for instance, if you're opening up a charter elementary school in one community, does that mean that one's going to close in that same community public school? And my guess is it probably doesn't necessarily work out that that cleanly, right? So now you're trying to support two schools and you lose economies of funding one school. You, you, you know, it just seemed to me that it would just take that much more money, money that most states don't have, or most states aren't willing to pony up for and ask you know their citizens for so everyone kind of gets hurt
3: well the i, it, I don't know it's 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 by the funding formula because yeah. the dollars follow the student and if a school district is in decline and that charter school sees a struggling community and they swoop in to and with these problems. you know, th- those kids oftentimes and the families move those kids to that charter school, and that's that's where the decline of that traditional school happens because those kids are sucked out, and now that traditional school isn't able to continue right. with the success. But the, so it's 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 a it's a pariah yeah. upon many of those struggling districts.
2: Right. But and and the way I'm looking at it is. The the funding follows the students, right. right? But so that that almost kind of makes it a variable cost. If you have a hundred students, you get this much dollars. If you have, you know, two hundred students, you get this much, right? But you still have to keep. There's there's like fixed costs in operating a school, right? You still mm-hmm. have to keep the lights on. You know, you still have to pay x amount of teachers, whether you have ten in the classroom or thirty in the classroom, and and so by having more robust public school districts, It to, to me, you're going to get more bang for your dollar that way than spreading it out, including charter schools. Um, I, I don't know whether... You know, I've read that charter school you know, education is uh, certainly no better than public school education. And there are certain things in society that I just don't think ought to be for profit. Uh, and there's non-profit charter schools, too. And I roll my eyes. You know, I, I just... You know, it's it, it's a it's a different model. You yeah. um, what other committees do you uh, do you sit on? the other I, the, uh, I also
3: serve on local government, uh, local uh, municipal. Uh, it's municipal government, uh, and uh, 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 also I serve as the uh, minority vice chair of natural resources, and uh, those those are the three committees along with education I serve on. Um
2: natural resources, Um, Michigan precious natural resources. And, you know, you see them coming up in the news a a lot, Um, you know, uh, especially with uh, all of our water concerns. Um, uh, Those are the kind of things that you
3: you, you're tackling in that committee? There's a lot of things that are not being addressed Mm -hmm. because the Republicans who are in control of leadership don't want to see certain things addressed.
1: Sounds um, like and, Washington.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we we um, uh, pass rules that um, diminish our um, uh, state level. Uh, what used to be the uh, DEQ now it's called Eagle, um, and so where we used to have better standards than the EPA. Uh, Bills and laws got passed in the last session that, um, you know, tore down our standards and made us the same as EPA. And we know what the Trump administration has been doing. It, to, just recently, to, too, just in the last day know, or two. Gutting uh, water quality, air quality, and all that. So as a result, then, um, we are uh, harming this Great Lake State. And everything that goes along with it
2: and it's our most precious resource I mean it, it is it, 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 it is what runs this state in many ways especially from a tourism and and, and travel you know standpoint but uh, and just fresh water in general
0: we provide clean fresh wa- water for clean water, for is, that water is, is yeah.
3: vital um, uh, we could have much cleaner energy mm-hmm. um, and the uh, what we're extracting from the ground in in uh, natural gas. Um, and the fracking that occurs and is there and fracking that, in Michigan? So, there's fracking in Michigan? Yes, that's part of the the um, extraction of the um, natural gas. I didn't know that. Uh, so you know shouldn't we go protest somewhere? Isn't you there can't look protesting look ex- around fracking. Look at the extraction yeah. of water. What, yeah. what Nestle is doing mm-hmm. right, on the right. the west side mm-hmm. of the state near uh, Luddington, and uh, they don't have to pay uh, hardly a damn thing to take our natural resources out of the ground, bottle it for profit, and sell it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a travesty right there.
2: So you think, I, I don't really, I, I know what you said. Like, I, I'm familiar with that far with, the, with, with that issue. That's as deep as I've ever gone into that particular issue. I don't know, should, should, we, should they be paying more for the, for the water that they're pulling out? How, how would that work? What, I mean like what, what kind of what's your position on that
3: so so um, since they have ramped up their um, extraction and they got some additional allowances in the prior in the in the Snyder administration to extract even more you know, permits two or three hundred dollars that's, that's crazy but they're extracting millions of gallons of water on any given uh, you know day or month or whatever but, you know, the problem is, is this is our natural resources. We receive no revenue for it. And in the meantime, is this a never-ending abundance of water, you know, in the aquifers mm-hmm. and streams that they're extracting from? And uh, and at some point, do, does that well run dry? And who are being harmed of the citizens who rely on some of that water? And
2: and even even so, even
3: on the... on the the limitation of
2: the resources, just the idea that this corporation is, you you know, taking advantage of the state of Michigan in in, in the way that they've been allowed to, doesn't really ring true to me, right? I mean, it does seem like that shouldn't happen, right, Fred? Uh, Oh, I totally agree. You know, we're not supporting uh, a a private for-profit business, you know, that's... That's not what we should be doing. I don't know what the not right— Not with our
3: natural resources.
2: Right. Not with, I, don't, I don't know what our taxation yeah. should be on that. Like I said, I I, I see some things in, um, about this issue. I just, you know, really don't know that they're, much more about it. They're not it. a Michigan-based company, are they?
3: No, they're a European company. Yeah, European. yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> uh, 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 Switzerland or uh, something like that. Netherlands, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, they're a European Oh, company, now you Nestle say that. I,
0: I have heard that before. Yeah. You, we,
3: so, Nestle has a lot of so different products. Who, so who
0: gave them that sweetheart deal? <laughs>
3: um, that, uh, I think that there? happened. Uh, <laughs> they, they came into the state big time during the Snyder years. And, mm-hmm. But because the laws on the books don't require additional costs for permits, uh, don't require them to pay uh, the state, for what they're extracting, <clears throat> things of that sort. They just come in and, and do it or they, as they did in 2018, ask for additional um, extraction of water and and the process in the state that was allowed by law gave them the permission. Even though a vast majority of the public said, no, we don't want them to extract more money, they still got it. That, that fell within the decisions of the uh, uh, Governor Snyder's administration, the people that he put into place that helps to regulate these things. Uh, Those same things I don't think would happen under Governor Whitmer, but we have to create laws to keep that from happening. They're not not breaking the law. And and, and, uh, again, the Republican-controlled House and Senate isn't changing those things.
0: I'm going to be like Common Joe here and ask a a stupid question, but... There are no
3: stupid questions, Fred.
0: There are They're stupid not. people. I, in a situation like this, I, I don't <coughs> understand how they can be so short-sighted about the, the long-term ramification. Or laissez-faire about it, right? Like, right, right. We the, just don't like, care. All right, we have all this fresh water, but you can't pump the crap out of it and expect it to last forever. And you're letting them come in here and basically do it Because free. if you
2: were, I mean, from an environmentalist standpoint uh you know, the idea is you would m- levy some sort of tax on them, and then that money goes towards sustainability exactly y- you know so you so, could so, use so that what, money
3: to help correct. create clean water um, uh, you know other things or well, other things that yeah, so um, but I, we I, aren't doing anything about the environment period so it's just climate that, change just that
0: mindset I, I I just I can't relate to it because, you, you gotta have because you some care, other, Fred. That's why I don't care that much. I don't care much about anything, but <laughs> that's not true. I just don't understand the short sightedness of it, and it's just like you know what? You have family members as well that are gonna, you know, die of thirst, along with Blotto and myself here if we don't have some water, right?
2: Well, it's a key
3: ingredient in beer. Oh, that too. <laughs> I, while drinking this beer, I'm glad I have my water. Bottle here. <laughs> stay, stay hydrated. You bought that from Nestle's. Yeah.
0: Get that out of Get that out of the studio.
2: Wa- <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, now you mentioned the, the 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 governor and Fred. You mentioned who's going to fix the damn roads. Um, Bill, uh, I'd love to get kind of your take on what's happening right now. Um, uh, again, for those that aren't involved in Michigan politics, just the the Michigan surface roads and even many of the interstates, but there's more federal dollars for those. But mis- Michigan surface roads are some of the worst in the entire country. Horrible. The, the, the potholes, uh, they've knocked out in the last probably five years probably seven of my tires.
0: Can I, can I interject this? Of course a, you a can. a small story because okay. you made me she... think of it. Half Pint and um, Nate yeah. went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. last weekend or whatever, weekend before. And Half Pint was driving, and they were on their way back, and she said, she was just cruising along, and they're jibber-jabbering back and forth having a good old time, and then she, she was like, all of a sudden... The car's <laughs> bouncing around. She goes, she hadn't known. She goes, I'm back in Michigan. Yep. she <laughs> came off those ho- Ohio <laughs> roads, and it was like this immediate reaction. Her yeah. car's bouncing around. It, it finally snapped her out of the conversation thing she had was in. Yes. She realized, I'm back in Michigan. And it was because of how horrible our highways are. It was like an immediate thing, you know, like a switch was thrown. <laughs> Pure Michigan. And, Pure Michigan. Uh,
2: so... The new governor, she ran on this mantra of fix the damn roads. I think she had some plans, but I think, you know, whatever plans she had on how to fund the fixing of the roads was still going to require your bodies to, you know, be a part of it, right? I mean, you can't just, she doesn't have a magic wand or anything like that. So she gets into office, and then she struggles to find the funding to fix the roads. I, I've i been throwing this back at some of, uh, of our Republican friends, saying, you people always want the government to do things for free for you, <laughs> which is something that they always say about Democrats. You know what I mean? We want free school. We want free education. We want free health care, whatever. But no, you, know, you, you want good roads, but you don't want to pay for them. And uh, – so there's been a couple of ideas kicked around. What's what's
3: the latest there with So what I've what I'm hearing now is the governor is going to present a um, a bonding proposal and she has the ability to do this on her own so to bond out say a billion dollars or bill bo- billion point two dollars. Which is basically borrowing. Uh, borrowing yeah. exactly and then there's there's, there's uh, consequences to that you know with when you're borrowing because you're borrowing against the the future capability of the state to be able to meet and pay its bills in the future it can affect um, credit ratings things of that sort but I, I think she found in this first year that she was not going to get any support out of the Republicans on new funding. Mm-hmm. So she's taking this other approach to do it, uh, because the bottom line is, if our infrastructure continues to fail the way it has, and it's not just, you know, this year. This has been failing now for the past ten to fifteen years. Yes. And uh, and since the we came out of the recession back in the late two thousands. Uh, you know, we still haven't received the revenue to fix our infrastructure. So this is just what we're seeing on the surface. Mm -hmm. What the heck is going on underneath the surface with all of that structure, Mm -hmm. uh, with how we remove our – our sanitary water and our storm water, and you know, and our bridges. And yeah, well, Flint everything comes else. to mind, obviously. Well, that's yeah, that's a that's a whole different you know, you know issue. But the bottom line is, is infrastructure is vital to a sustainable state. And so, how do you attract new businesses here? How do you instruct, uh, you know, expect uh, uh, trucking industry uh, to move products, things of that sort? When your workforce uh, is being taxed uh, by this unknown tax as they drive down the roads and their tire uh, blows and their rim is busted and it's costing there. 800 there. bucks uh, how do you how do you pay for that tax uh, that's right out of their pocket and when you're living paycheck to paycheck um, so we have this hidden tax on the general public because we fail to address fixing the roads and frankly there there, there, there is no more Great point. There, there is no more money in the state budget that was all cut during the Snyder years money was given in tax breaks to the corporations yeah. And, and the common people Shocker. were taxed more, like the pension tax on seniors that Snyder imposed back in 2011 and 12, and so on, taking away the earned income tax credit for uh, uh, low-income persons. All that, but let's give more and more to the corporations. I get we need, bus- we need, we need jobs. But everybody should be paying their fair share. There
2: was a a great article uh, that I recently came across, and I'm trying to think who wrote it. I always go to Vox because I I, I just love their reporting. But it was about how— That's V-O-X, right? Yes. Okay. Um, But it was about how a a study that has just been concluded over time that has said that corporate tax breaks for bringing business into your state has not delivered— like they, it was a, it's a huge study looking at lots of different corporations, lots of different states, lots of different programs and basically the economic growth that those states see by bringing in that uh, doesn't cover what they're and and it may have covered it but it was like a 1.9% or you know something really small well under what was promised and what other opportunities might have brought brought about with that money, you know?
3: So Blotto, to that point, I have, in the the short time I've been in Lansing, I have seen so many tax giveaways to corporations for this reason and that reason. And here's the bottom line. There is no accountability to the promises of new jobs or of growth from those companies when these tax breaks are given. And so as a result, somebody comes in and says, I'm going to produce 1,000 jobs. And, and sure as heck all they produced is maybe 200 jobs and know it but they keep getting that tax break. We just dealt with an issue here with a company called Switch. Maybe you heard about this. They're a data um, center uh, over near Grand Rapids, and data centers are becoming the the big um, issue across the country. And and it's uh, like
2: one of those uh, they're, they're housing the data. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah, they're, everybody they're, needs it. They, right, they're, there's they're, another word for. They're, they're, they're huge, for it. Um, <laughs>
3: no. huge capital. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to employ a lot of people, but 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 Switch um, came forward to us back at the end of December. I mean, middle of December, wanting additional tax breaks, and it was a huge battle on the floor. Um, and by a very, very narrow margin, and some of my uh, Democratic colleagues supported giving them the break, um, much to my dismay. I voted no on it because I'm tired of giving these uh, uh, these corporations tax breaks. Uh, they got what it is they wanted. And uh, and in the end, we're not taking care of our general fund. We're not taking care of our roads because we keep depleting these things. Some of these tax breaks over the years has depleted our our um, uh, education dollars. Yeah. Um. And and this is one of the most vital things happening. Uh, some of these breaks will sometimes uh, hold harmless education fund, uh, but not always. So, you know, we, we've, we've got to take a different look. And if you look at other states, they aren't doing the same thing. But because right. they have a different quality of life and attraction, those businesses will locate there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And we, we we could do the same thing. But, you know, it's give away, give away, mm-hmm. give away to the corporations and tax, 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 <laughs> support, hard, hardworking uh, families.
2: I, I was just saying to, to somebody today um, uh, about funding and, and and government funding and we were talking about the roads actually because you know I did the haul from Chicago uh, today and if you need more money you go to where the money is <laughs> like that is the simple thing to me right that is that is so simple so for instance I was saying about some of those proposals on the roads putting in poll um, you know tolls or gas tax I'm not a real big proponent of either one of those because you're taxing the hardworking people. You're taxing kind of everyone evenly, assuming they use the roads evenly, and they don't always. But those folks that use the roads more, they're not on the top end of the tax bracket, probably. Right? I mean, you know, if you're one of these, you know, trade earners or whatever, and you've got your your truck, you're driving around, you're paying an unfair share for that use of the the road. And I make the case that, well, maybe they're using the roads more. No, society uses all those roads fairly. You know, you know the, the, the CEO of a large corporation, he's benefiting from the roads as much as that trades guy who's got to drive his truck with his ladders around. And so when it comes to funding on local, state, you know, national kind of, when you need money, you go to where the money is. And, you know, if that means the wealthy, if that means you know the upper middle class, can I pay more taxes? I absolutely can pay more taxes if I feel like I'm getting something in return uh, for those things that that stand you know that I stand for. You know, if I can lower the cost of higher education or you know make healthcare more accessible and more affordable for people, tax me. You know, but then I don't want someone that's you know you know, just at the poverty line also than being taxed. And for the person that, you know, is, is, is making seven digits more a, a, a year, tax that person more. I mean, that's kind of my take on funding. So, you go where the money is. Yeah. And,
3: well, you know, to that point, Blato and Fred, is it's that, you know, you talk about trucks. Now, you're talking about the small trades guy driving the pickup truck with ladder on the back, but I'm talking big trucks here. Right,
2: which do Uh, a lot of damage to the roads.
3: And and we have the highest weight limits in the country and not properly taxed on those trucking companies. And why is that? Because the truck lobby in this state is so powerful that any time you start talking about changing the weight limits on the trucks... That lobby whoo, swoops into Lansing and kills any kind of legislation that would change kind things.
0: That sounds sound like
2: the NRA, but then, you know that's those are the trucking companies you want to tax, right? And if they well, or
3: less, let's let's lower the limits of weight limits on those. trucks Well, that's As real solution well. stuff, you know. But it doesn't happen. <laughs> that's that, that's uh, common sense, but yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah,
2: that's um, uh, how do I want to put it? Um, like mm-hmm. root cause solutions, you know, and. I don't know. Are those even more difficult to put uh, in um, to, so qu- it's to place? Lobby- it's
3: the lobbying industry, whatever it is, that you're, you're dealing with in Lansing, that ends up oftentimes uh, spinning, spinning the uh, decision-making the way they want it because the lobbying industry is so powerful in Lansing.
0: So what do you think about marijuana? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I- launched from... <laughs> From roads to marijuana—that's that's, so, that's
0: my part on the show. So, what do you think about? What do you think
3: about marijuana? So, when when the um, when the issue came up in 2018 to legalize marijuana, I was a supporter of that. I was a supporter of legalizing marijuana because a because our criminal justice system was unfair for years on persons of color. So there is a disproportionate number of persons of color nationwide, but here in our state, I'll just speak to our state, of persons of color who are serving prison times, had convictions, all that for marijuana and versus, you know, white individuals. And in order and it's just the way the policing, the courts, all that is a fact. It is and the only way to fix that was to legalize the product. And kind of that root then, cause fix again. Exactly. Now, now to that point, what do you do at the local level to then make the recreational uh, marijuana available? That's up to the local community. And local communities have that choice to welcome it, like Ann Arbor has done, yeah. or deny it, like right here in Clinton Township has done. Opt out. Opt out. Um and there's gonna be a ballot proposal um which That's has true. had a lot of controversy yeah. um in March uh on this issue. Um but it's it's still it's up to the communities. The problem with the marijuana was this was a citizen led petition drive without much thought <laughs> about... Maybe they were high when they wrote it. Um, we can do this. The guys plan, Lansing, but, they're going to
0: vote for this first. But sure. to be fair,
3: they did not account for the real uh, taxation needs that should have been generated on the sale of that product. So every community every county has looked at the very little amount of revenue that is going to come in from allowing that product to open up and for sale in your community versus the tremendous amount of community government resources to make sure that, you know, uh, things are safe with that product, that um, uh, you're you're generating uh, a, a reason to have it in your community it was it was not well thought out. So, so the, the 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 tax generation coming out of that, they said it was for you know to provide dollars for roads, for police,
2: education. I think uh, it still uh,
3: roads, police. It still, it still was not nearly enough. Really, as to what could have been generated, which then would have driven local governments to say, all right, this is going to. Um, uh, cost more police protection for these locations going to put more community uh, drain on my community but I'm going to receive this additional revenue it it could be a wash or it could make money it is not most communities looked at this and said this is going to cost me money to try to provide the public services needed as the product comes in and the people come and want the product wouldn't that be though? A front
0: end investment take a kick in the teeth for the short term and I just got to believe that in the long term it's going to be the money will follow it I, I, it's, it what, hasn't
3: been proven yet because it's so new I don't prove anything um, I just <laughs> well,
2: what, what, make what, stuff up what about, <laughs> that's what podcasts are about
3: what, yeah, facts yeah. facts
2: because uh. <laughs> what, 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 I'll, I'll do the same thing. What, what about Never let facts
3: ruin the good story? <laughs> right? I know. I well,
2: what about it. those states that seem to have have it figured out in a better way, or maybe I'm mistaken there. But it, it seems like when you hear about what's happening in Colorado, Nevada, Washington, they're, they're still
3: figuring it out too. Oh no, no, there, there's um, a lot of but the revenue. I think the revenue out. in some of those states is greater than what was set up here in Michigan. Um, but the the bottom line is 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 whether you think it's there's enough taxation coming in to warrant recreational marijuana or not. It's up to that community to decide whether it fits, has a fit in yeah, its community. Yeah, but I, I was the so impression that the economics let, let it be local. Oh, I uh, question and, that. And they have to, I'm not questioning the economics. What, what is, I'm, I'm, I'm merely questioning the taxation of those businesses opening up and the sale of the product is not the boondoggle. That was um, uh, kind of conveyed if marijuana was made legal for recreation purposes.
2: Like I said, we're, we're we are really becoming nationally known as the poster child of how to fail with recreational marijuana. <laughs> no, it's true. I, like I said, you can read about it, and it's it, it, it comes up a lot. I, I, I love Crane's Detroit. Um, I, I I read it almost religiously now. Um, Pop-Tart's son brings it uh, uh, gets it and I find myself reading it. they are consumed with marijuana every issue has marijuana on the front page are they a <laughs> proponent? no you know Cranes is very much a well it's you a know, business it's a Red. business thing. I know I so know. so they just talk about is. the business side of it they haven't talked much com- about the economics but they do talk a lot about why why are we stumbling trying to get this thing working right you know, part
0: of it—not you know, to interrupt, but I will. Part of it seems to me that—not the that, first time. Well, <laughs> and it won't be the last. It—it it seems to me that the—the the shops that are trying to open up
2: are like being almost harassed, stigmatized in some way.
0: Yeah, it um, almost seems like they're—they're they're trying to make it so difficult that it's going to fail with the regulatory part of it. The you know getting all the permits, and, you know, it seems like they have these shops that are ready to go a year ago, and they're still sitting there waiting to get their okay to go. Well, the
3: state has started to fix that. Uh, Lara has started to, and there was a process that was created a couple years ago when they realized first was the medical end of it was not being treated properly and then the recreation so they've kind of fixed that so now the licenses are being they're released. starting to roll out right? Yeah. but it is about the community being able to um you know end up uh accepting it so you know m- my perception is it 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 takes the business owners to work with the community leaders and the education leaders and the religious leaders and the general public to see what may fit in the community and where it should be located. The problem is as I think the, the 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 business owners are looking at this in a short-term frame that they have a finite amount of time to make their money before the whether it's the medical where eventually the CVSs of the world are going to take over the market, mm-hmm. not that small-time uh, medical uh, marijuana guy. And the uh, recreational uh, person is going to eventually be taken over by the R.J. Reynolds of the world. So they've got a finite window to make their money, and they are not, not looking at it in a patient way. They're looking at it in... If you're either with me or against me, and mm. if you're against me as the community, I'll figure out a different way to get this to happen in the community that I want to locate it. And and these are some well-meaning business people. Right. Um, you know, respected business people. But they're they're looking at it from the financial end of it and what is allowed by law but not looking at the well-being of the overall community and what the community may or may not want and how it fits within that community. And so the impatience runs out and, uh, and then you have, you know, things happening. Or you have an over-anxious community that has slotted particular business owners only to be able to be segmented into the community to open their shops And other recreational business owners, marijuana business owners, are saying, I should have had the same fair chance. I should have had the chance to come in and make my pitch. Why didn't you allow me, but you allowed that guy? So now lawsuits are occurring. It's happening in Warren, other communities. So because this is a new frontier, the attorneys... They're business people most money. in the community. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Um, are, are, are the, And so, as a result, you're seeing this hodgepodge and this new frontier and the battles and all that. And uh, so, you know, I think that it'll end up getting ruled in courts and maybe uh, in the vote of people or reasonable sit downs with the overall community to try to see how you can massage it.
2: And I think. Part of my uh, uh, liberalism smile is society has a way over time to kind of work a lot of these issues out also. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Both the cultural community issues as as well as you, you know if uh, on the economic side, uh, and on the legal side, those kind of work hand in hand. And uh, like you said, we kind of rushed into it because it was a referendum. Ta-da, it's legal. Now what happens next? But I always kind of feel, regardless of what big changes happen in society, we kind of work them out, you know? And uh, sometimes it takes the courts to help. Uh, no doubt about it. But, but in the end, you know, most of it, 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 it finds a water level mark um, in, in many cases, in many cases. Um, you know, I, I we don't want to keep you too long, but but one of the things I, I did want to touch on, and uh, we we've had one other local politician on, so you're second in our series, and I don't mind being number two. Uh, <laughs> and, and and I'm really fascinated by how it is the local politician navigates in a world where national politics dominates. You know, it it used to be, and you can still make the case, it used to be the saying, all politics are local. And you probably see it that way. But when you're talking to your constituents, a lot of times they're talking on the national level. Is that that fair to say? Like, you get bombarded with... I'm I'm asking, do you get bombarded with, you know... Impeachment? Impeachment (laughs) or... You know, national or national health care was leading into that, you know, or <laughs> anything. I mean, is it? It, it would seem to me, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, on the local level, a, a, as with the, the the city councilman from from Roseville that we talked about, it's almost like he doesn't want to use an R or a D. He just wants to stand for his beliefs, because as soon as you start using Rs and Ds in today's political world, you're pissing off whatever the number somebody you know, 49, 51, 37% of the people. Uh, it, do you do you find it difficult in, in today's political environment to, to to stay away from that national uh, party Are you
0: an no. out-of-the-closet Democrat is what he's asking. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, No, no, no.
3: I've That's been a Democrat, been a proud Democrat <laughs> my whole life. Uh, and born and raised in a in a progressive family, uh, and I learned my democratic principles and values in my youth and carry them today. But I find that most voters are independent. They don't go hard R or hard D. They go with the elected official, and they go with uh, what the issues are that are affecting their lives. And that doesn't necessarily make them a hard R or hard
2: D. Because you win your elections by a lot.
3: Well, I, I, you know, I significant, but not a lot. But uh, but the point is, is I've got to be able to make sense in what I believe. Yes. For the 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 people I'm representing. Um, you know, I mean, at the local level, I was always, uh, you know, I was always a, a conservative person with the dollars uh, when I was treasurer of Clinton Township. I appreciated That makes you a Democrat in my mind. Well, <laughs> yeah, these days it yeah, does because yeah. I'm seeing sometimes the other. But, I mean, people want to see their elected officials making good decisions, but making decisions, not waffling on the issue, not um, uh, being decisive they want them to be decisive and they want them to make sure that they are always looking out for the, the 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 average voter who struggles every day and is, you know, in our it's it's pocketbook politics but it's also values and you're not going to please everybody but if you if you are addressing their concerns I think in in an honest ethical way They'll, they'll support
2: you it, I was saying that you know you, you won by nice majorities do you know did your district go Trump
3: no it was uh, it, it went uh, it went with uh, Clinton, Clinton in 2016 it must have been close though yeah
2: all right I mean because McComb went Trump and it was mm-hmm. you know like I said it and that was also very close like 4951 but it's it, it's
3: what's interesting Plato is a lot of people that voted in that election across the state didn't vote for president. They didn't vote for president. They voted for U.S. Senate. They voted for state rep. They voted for your county commissioners. They didn't vote for president. There was I think it was around 80,000 people across the state that did not Vote for president.
2: Eighty thousand—that's uh, a magical number in twenty
3: sixteen. Yeah, I mean that's huge. So that's huge. So so it, it comes down to you know people. There were enough people that were not engaged, and you got to get them engaged now.
2: And I would think in presidential elections, you're going to have more people voting on the presidential election and then skipping some of the, the down ballot stuff. That's right. That's right. But you're saying that got flipped that around. Got I, flipped I, around. I never heard that. That's yeah. really really fascinating. Yeah, that's first I ever heard. Of that. So. Um, I, I, and
3: you've got to get those people engaged for this election. Um,
2: yeah, I, I think uh, the state of Michigan, and particularly Macomb County, are real wild cards uh, again, you know, uh, coming into to 2020.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Um,
2: but but I want to give you an example.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, no, I, I thought okay, you were – no, continue. On, on that
2: same kind of thought. So, you know um, – This uh, friend of ours is is the city councilman for for Roseville. Recently, uh, he attended the MLK breakfast, and he was afforded the opportunity (laughs) to take a picture with the governor um, at this MLK breakfast. So a a, a really great event, you know, one that isn't trying to be divisive in any way, shape, or form, uh, his opportunity to, to do a photo op with the governor, he posted on Facebook. And the level of vitriol that he experienced in comments from some of his constituents in Roseville were were, were just, you know, mind-boggling. Like, how could you take a picture with that Be You've lost my vote. You know, we see where you stand. I, I mean, it's just like...
0: Uh, that, that sort of gets back to the question you had brought up earlier about Bill Bill Shoemaker. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Not wanting to be identified as Republican or Democrat. He just wants to um, purport his values and et cetera.
2: And, yeah, and what he believes in. And, and so he and takes do the a best picture he can.
0: with Governor Whitmer...
2: And now and he's it blows up. He's getting uh, lambasted for it by some, and and there were a lot of people. This is social media. There was a lot of people that supported him and say, you know, that guy's wrong, and you know what, you don't. But it was interesting because what they were also saying was, you don't have to align politically with her. Almost kind of like playing both sides. You know, that doesn't mean that you're all for her. Well, maybe it does or it doesn't, but that's not the point either. And and of course, you know, I, I guess. You know, I don't know how many people there are in Roseville, 50,000 or whatever the number might be. Staying out of it. But, you know, you don't want to lose any particular vote. I mean, it it hurts to even hear one or two people that, you know, said, hey, I voted for you in the past, but I'm not going to vote for you ever again.
3: I think that, you know, for well, one thing, uh, the MLK breakfast um, uh, I attended. Okay. I introduced the governor. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's about the day, about what Martin Luther King Jr., uh, his, his teachings to us that we should be expressing not only on MLK Day, but all year long. Sure. And yeah. we need to appreciate those values. And, and the governor came and spoke to those values. And uh, Governor Whitmer is our governor and uh, and took time out of a very busy day to come to Macomb County to this very important and well attended event it seemed like that, to, uh, yeah. to to speak so i can't speak to what that city council persons not wanting to identify with a party um, it's in, not in, a, in city in city government you are you you know it's nonpartisan in township government you run partisan uh-huh. and i i'm a democrat um, but what more so is the fact that you have the hate mongers right. that end up coming out in a very um, uh, disingenuous way and end up professing their, uh, their vile uh, uh, language. Because they can, they can hide behind social media to do this. Um, we had a, uh, a recent case with an extreme group that came out a couple weekends ago. Um, and uh, the Metro Times reported on this. And they were um, speaking awful, awful things about, uh, especially about some women Democrats both at the um, in national in in federal government as well as state government, and it, you know it just was awful. Mm-hmm. But this is what um, social media has created, and this is also what. Um, our society has been reduced. to. Are, are you active on social media? Um, I have my Facebook page, are, are but I act- don't Twitter. I don't Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. can find my 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 Facebook page at, um, at on the state government side as well as the personal <laughs> so, campaign so, so, side. So I'm just That's curious. That's at Bill, Bill, at, uh, at uh, BillSowerby uh, uh, and uh, you just Google Bill Sowerby and my Facebook page will come up. Shameless
2: plugs. We love them. Um, so I'm curious, you know. So y- you posted some things about that the MLK breakfast, right?
3: I took, um, I had pictures with people and, uh, and and spoke about it. Yes, you know,
0: was Left Parnas with you? <laughs> <laughs> but here you yeah. don't know him.
2: No one, but he sense. has, but he has <laughs> photos
0: and a video uh,
2: with you saying, "Take her out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 the latest uh, today. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're you're right that oftentimes it's the a loud minority that dominates the social media uh, sphere and you know we got to be careful but uh, again at the same time it's like why why does it even happen
3: well we shouldn't be having the threats the violence Mm -hmm. uh, all that happening in our talk where where's the where's the civil society it seems that you know the louder more vicious you talk and the more angry you talk you're getting that attention but wh- what is that solving right. in the problems, right. the real problems that we're and facing? And part
2: of that has been, in our perspective, enabled, enabled by you know some of the top leadership uh, around the country. Yeah. Where do you, you want to go, Fred? I was going to say before we
0: let him go, we got to take his temperature. Uh, right. That's where I was going to. Okay. Yeah. Impeachment. We. Oh in- no,
2: no! I was going to go <laughs> on the Democratic field. Oh well, the, well let's do that what, last. Let's, okay.
0: All right, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> Impeachment. I mean, it, it's everywhere. I feel personally attacked by at
3: Hey, <laughs> and, and,
0: uh, at least for people who care about it like us, we can't get enough of politics. So we watch it. I watch it every day, listen to it all day long. <sighs> too much, too much. So what are your impressions of what you've seen so far or know of so far? And...
3: So I, I look at it. At the level of, you know, any elected official has to be held accountable for their actions, whether it's, you know, the the local level, the school board, county, library board, right on up to the president. And accountability comes from what you are elected to do, and you're elected to to do official acts. And your official act is why people put you in office. And when you fail to recognize doing an official act with some kind of a um, uh, getting something for that official act. Personal. You have failed Mm -hmm. the people who elected you. I'll, I'll use a few examples. Um, you know, we know what you know. The impeachment's about. It's about the, you know, the 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 you know the president holding up money to a, um, uh, uh, a sovereign nation that's a friend of ours um, for a favor um, to do the investigation on the Bidens. Okay, so there 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 is an official act asking for something in return, and people have wondered, well, how is that? Wrong, and I, I, I like it to some of my experiences over the years in elected office. I'll, I'll go back 25 years ago um, to um, uh, a former supervisor of this township, and he was uh, he he won election huge, and mm-hmm. he was up for reelection, and uh, and there was a, a resident in the in the township that um, uh, installed a berm in front of his house that was not allowed by ordinance, okay? And this person was violated, was given a violation uh, by the township and uh, for this berm. And this person was so upset that he decided to file against this very popular supervisor, file f- uh, for office against him. This incensed the supervisor. And this was really uh, not a significant um, uh, well-connected political person. It was just an average resident, but he was upset. And so this supervisor met him for lunch with another person um, in, that, in that, in that, that, in that, in that <laughs> right. group and proposed, I'll let you keep your your berm if you withdraw your name from this election. Yeah. Okay?
0: Quid pro quo. This for that.
3: This supervisor was accused of a crime,
1: mm-hmm.
3: went before a jury, and was found guilty of, you know, um, quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. And he, he had to serve jail time. He had to leave his office for asking for something for an official act. Okay? Yep. I fast forward to another experience here in, in the township where we had a, a major issue of, of a, uh, uh, a case of the, 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 the curbside garbage hauler, Rizzo Services, oh, wow. um, went and uh, was cutting deals with uh, a trustee in our township and, um, and that trustee was taking his official act of his vote and then trying to influence others to vote his way, but took his official act of his vote and asked for money and other monetary things of value in exchange of making sure that they got Rizzo contract. Service got the uh, contract, yeah. okay, when they should not have gotten it that way, and the vote went Rizzo Service's way, and the feds... Um, you know, investigated all this, and, and, and that elected official is now serving 18 years wow. in jail Whoa. for his act, okay? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and just an awful thing. Right here, that happened. Uh, but again, trading an official act for something of value. Then right at the state level... I've experienced a case of a state rep from Traverse City.
2: Didn't um, know we had so much corruption in Michigan.
3: It is awful, <laughs> and these are just a few examples. But this state rep, um, uh, his name is Larry Inman, um, was uh, con- uh, was uh, 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 accused of trading again an official act for something of value, and, th- and the issue was that um, a labor union wanted him to vote uh, no on uh, a prevailing wage issue that was going to cut the wages of skilled um, union workers in the state. And he was trying to extract additional campaign dollars for himself and other um, Republican votes.
2: I remember him. So about this. And so
3: all out of a text, yeah. he was saying, yeah, I will text. work yeah. for the official act that I and maybe some of my colleagues will do, but you have to promise us more campaign money. I don't believe any campaign money exchanged hands, but it was the insinuation yes. of well, the official act. it it's just a
0: solicitation. Act, right, you're for this. That point. Yes.
3: Now, the federal trial came up, and it was a hung jury. And it's right at the time of what's going on here with impeachment. And my concern is, is that public opinion is changing on on the ethics wow. of of our elected officials and what we expect out of their behavior for their official acts and i i have nothing to base on other than this trial was going on at no, the same that, time that, with the impeachment
2: it's absolutely frightening
3: and and so are we now as we look now at the impeachment of president trump who was clearly asking for something, for something else in return, and happened to have got caught. Does that mean that if an elected official accepts a bribe and is asked to um, take an official act and right. a vote, but the vote never happens, and the feds catch up with him, and I'm going to get the money back, doesn't that still make him guilty? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: According to the law. And
3: yes. just because... The president is arguing, well, I ended up releasing the money eventually, so nobody called. was harmed because you got caught.
2: Yeah, I, so, I, I hope, you're, I hope so, you're wrong about that gut feeling. So,
3: so the, good, the point is, is, is that official acts matter yeah. of elected officials. And and if we are to uphold what we expect out of our elected officials, whether it's the lowest elect, level of elected official or the highest, you have to honor your role as that official. Otherwise, we're going to have the, um, the the mayor of the city saying to their police commissioner, um, I want you to investigate yep. my opponent in the election because I think there's some dirt you can pull up on him and I want this dirt. And yeah. if you don't, you're going to lose your job if you don't investigate this guy. We we have violations of ethics right and left and we lose control of our democracy.
2: And I, And I think you're you're, you really hit on to me what is the the primary point in that is as citizens we cannot become numb to that
3: we when, have to hold our elected when, when, officials when to the highest standard we become numb
2: to that you know regardless of
3: what we're the Senate trying, republicans
2: patums up it's uh, trying <laughs> trying
0: that's, everyday that's we we're in the trenches
2: everyday fighting on uh, you know people will say to me well why why do you argue or why do you do this or why do you care so much and, uh, you know, I, I saw this meme and, and, and I, I thought it really kind of hit. It's it's not because I really know that this is going to change the world, but I don't want the world to change me. You know, I don't want to be one of those people that say it's okay because it was my guy or I it doesn't affect my life. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, part of this therapy You know, is to make sure that I don't become one of those people that fall blindly behind leaders or, you know, don't don't even care
3: or 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 lower my expectation and values of what. That elected official should be held up to in standards and expect those standards now are going to decline just because I happen to like that person and I'm going to look the other way because they are now failing to deliver on what should be good ethical government. Well,
2: these two hear me all the time on just about any time I can, I can throw it out there during one of our episodes, and that is, you know, it goes to any electric official, but I'm just talking about the president and impeachment. The bar for impeachment should be low, and the bar for the standard of our president should be high, not the other way around. And, and you know, only the finest people with only the highest ethics should be in that spot. And I don't have a problem with impeaching people. I, I mean, I, I know that recently there was an interview with uh, Senator Cornyn, and, you know, he, he he can't say that what the president did was wrong, but it's not impeachable, but he tried to kind of walk that line because he knows the evidence was overwhelming and basically kind of just saying that this, the, the bar hasn't been met, you know, that, that, that impeaching the president, a duly elected official, is is so sacred. It's almost like, you know, then you would never remove one because we never have. And I'm I'm much more... I would call it progressive in that way, and that is, pick the bad one. Move on. Throw them out. Get another one in. Your
3: official act should always have enough meaning that you're not trading that official act for something else of value, and that's where our democracy will fail if we don't hold those officials accountable for that.
0: You know what I see it as? The people that are still supporting the presidents, and we'll call them president, in this situation, Number 3 they've gotten to the point where it's more important to have a win or loss versus being right or wrong. And, and to me, that's the biggest problem with them. They, they just want to win. They, it, it, It's not about being right or wrong anymore. It's about winning and supporting their guy. That, That's the way I feel about it because it, the people we fight with, and you even know some of them, it, it's like I don't get the logic of it. it it's illogical that they'll stick with him when there's all this information and facts and
2: evidence. evidence. It's just overwhelming. It, it's
0: it's overwhelming. They still stick with him because it's it's all about the win. They want the win. They don't care if it's right. That's or the wrong. tribalism.
2: The, the the tribalism is about winning.
3: I don't know that we should be judging those who who the the not our leaders. Oh, we judge. Not our, I know you do. <laughs> That's what, what this what, is
0: not planet fitness. <laughs> we judge people here. <laughs>
3: uh, the average public will have their opinion. It's when our leaders and our legal system allow the official act to for for something else of value to get swept under the rug um, will really affect the future of politics and politicians and elected office. Y- y- that is my that is my greatest fear. I'm not going to to judge the general public who may want to stand by this president or stand by whomever. I I will judge the the the, the, the leaders who are supposed to be looking out for democracy, for good democracy, the way democracy should be upheld for those decision makers makers, for the, the legal people who want to turn a blind eye to what officials should be held up to in, in, uh, in their actions. And, and there's where I, I fear and just what I've seen uh, and what is not happening now.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one last question, I think.. Uh, yep. um, so 2020, we're, we're here now, elections going to be in November. Who, who, who do well, you election like? in March, yeah. election well, in August, election, election <laughs> in
3: November—all important ones.
2: Um, but, but 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 who do you like, or uh, it can be more than one? But for 2020 against Trump, and where do you think the state's going to go?
3: I'm, I'm 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 openly supporting Elizabeth Warren, oh, okay. President. Okay. All right. Um, I feel that um, this is. Did, a, did we make news? <laughs> man no, I think no, so. He's no, endorsing uh, Elizabeth uh, Warren. There's, there's a <laughs> you didn't save it for bottoms up. A number, Bill a Sowerby number endorses <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. You've heard it here <laughs> first. Do, 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 Pottoms I, up. <laughs> uh, breaking. <laughs> there we go. I think that for me, um, Elizabeth Warren has stood up to um, the big money people. She has um, a, uh, a background background of of trying to uh, make some good law decisions in the country. Uh, she has stood up for health care issues. Um, whatever that may end up looking like, not everybody's a fan of Medicare for all. But but at the same time it's got we to go need through the to, laundry. We need to, we need to protect yes. health care and persons who can't afford it or or can't get here, it here. through their yep, here, uh, here. employer. Uh, we've got to, you know, we we have got to keep that that going. Um, but I like her ethics, and and so uh, Blotto and Fred, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 Nobs. I I I look at what I see at the state level and the failure of the ethics there, and and what it produces. Um, And I look at Elizabeth Warren, who I think wants to be this ethical person. um, I I think we're ready to have a a woman president. Oh, for sure. Um, And you know, and we might have had a flawed candidate in 2016 on the Democratic side, and that's for a whole other discussion. Correct. Yeah. I don't think Elizabeth Warren is that flawed candidate. I think that's. I think that she has the makings of, of being a good decision maker and will be able to get things done. But for me, it's about the ethics, and we are failing again in the ethics. I see it in, in Lansing, and, and, and the good decisions aren't happening because the big money people are controlling the decisions. The lobbyists are controlling the decisions, not any different than in Washington, D.C., and I think Elizabeth Warren is the person who will make changes to that kind of culture that has really bogged down our government. The big money needs to go away. Uh, Citizens United uh, terribly, trusses, har- terribly harmed this country. Yes, it has. Um, but the lobbying industry has terribly harmed this country. And so we need to have this change. I'm not asking for creating a whole nother new angst in um, after this election, because we have a new president that's causing angst, like our current president's causing, I don't think that's Elizabeth Warren. I just think that we, we need to start moving the needle on climate change. It's yep. very real. And we need to Check. start changing the moving needle on on you know the hardworking families, people who need an increase in minimum wage, people that know need to know that they can have a leg up. Let's let's help out the middle class. Check. I think Elizabeth Warren can do that. She's been championing um, those things
2: well before they were in
3: vogue. I think it's time to change our tax structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know and go let's, where the money is. Well, go where the money. But I think. Personally, I think wealthy people are willing to give more if there there is results that will improve this nation. You
2: you know, we took a straw poll in this weekend getaway that we were on last weekend. And uh, uh, Bernie came out overwhelming uh, in in our 15-person poll. And I was kind of surprised it wasn't more spread out. But... um, One of the the things that I was thinking about uh, was why I picked the person that I did. And I I picked Amy Klobuchar. But I I started to think about why is it that I picked her? Because I hadn't really picked anybody yet. And I'm still not even sure that's who I'll vote for in the primary. One thing that did kind of throw me for a curveball, our primary is much earlier than I thought it was. It's March 10th. I thought we were a little bit later in the schedule. We're kind of early. And I think there's going to be a big field stuff. That's Super Tuesday. And I, I thought we were later, and therefore, you know, some of the things would flush out, right? But I, I started to reflect back. Why, why did I pick Klobuchar? And, um, I, I think one of the things I was thinking is she seems like one of those people that least likely to have a scandal. You, you know, you, you know that's that's not a bad thought. No, right, right. Considered. Like, like, like I, I I can't imagine her doing the wrong things, <laughs> uh, and 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 I and I say uh, Elizabeth Warren same way. From a policy standpoint, Elizabeth Warren is definitely stronger, and and, and I just kind of th- those were, I think, what was kind of going through my mind, you know, when I when I checked our little you know box in in our poll, was is is it a safety thing? You know, and and maybe
0: you, you're you're trying to rebound, maybe. install the chaos. you're trying to go the opposite direction and get back to a a, a calmer, quieter time when decent politician safe, like you said, um, versus the chaos of dear leader. right,
2: right. yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, um, you well
3: know. whoever comes out of this and is the Democratic nominee, um, I, I think lessons learned from 2016 uh, we should have a winning Democratic president. Uh, there were lots of lessons learned from 2016. I, I
2: think we're going to be more unified. You know, the Democrats say we. I think they're going to be more unified. And, and I, you know, when I talk to people who are kind of down about it, you know, where they say, you know, Trump's going to win again. Um, you had mentioned it before. The one wild card that is different than than 2016, was he's not running against one of the most polarizing figures in politics. You know, no matter how, no matter what you say about who Trump goes against, whether it's Biden, Bernie, Warren, whoever, he's not running against Clinton. And, and so it's almost impossible to predict how, you know, he would, you know, what what the result is gonna be because, you know, there were a lot of people that disliked clinton her, her her unfavorability rating was really high as as well as her favorable yeah right okay <laughs> i thought you wanted to speak i got you now fred all right uh
3: good enough uh, this has been a great lot of fun a lot of we're, fun we're i'm really glad
0: I, you you took accepted your time, our invitation sure, yeah. and took time out of your schedule away from your lovely yeah. wife um
3: if I'm invited back, I'll I'll bring the beer next
0: week. We we, time. we love well, okay. you. Okay, next week you are invited back. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow about four. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow yeah, at three thirty. On. We we love to sit around and just jaw on it. politics, you know. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. And like I said, especially when the the uh, re-election thing starts ramping up, let us know and uh, we'll work something out for sure.
1: Okay, we got a party
0: gift for
2: you here. Oh. Uh, blatto, your, your your very own. It's from all of us. Potoms up, uh, <laughs> pine glass. You think not? Yeah. Stickers.
3: <laughs> Uh, love stickers and a, and a bottoms up um, glass. That's cool. Right. I love I love the logo. That is a, that is a great logo. That's ode to the Well, thank you much. You, oh, you're some merch soon. Yeah, yeah, maybe got right. yeah, order one. So, do I get another one if I come back another time? Uh, it depends if we have <laughs> any more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got, well, you, know, you gotta you know you gotta gotta clink and share it with people, right? This yep. has
0: been a lot of fun. Really appreciate your time yes, and this uh, was great. hope you had a good time and hope you. Hope we were gentle on you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a concern. <laughs> well, Knob, Splato, Fred, thank you much yes, for the thank opportunity you. Right. today.
2: Bottoms, bottoms up. Up. Bottoms
3: up. Out. Politics.
0: Some culture and craft beer. Politics. And that is why you're here. Politics. don't
1: up.